Welcome to Lost in Menstruation, a podcast for women who want to find a better way to hormonal health. I'm your host, Gemma Barry, an ex-nurse, period activist, comedian and herbalist. You might think that's a strange combination, but I wouldn't be where I am without those skills, let me tell you. Be ready for health tips and banter, no filter talking, belly laughs, and most importantly, finding your map so you aren't lost in menstruation. This is the stuff you wish you'd known years ago, but it's never too late. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lost in Menstruation. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by the wonderful Lauren Derrick, who is the founder of Wear Em Out period pants that have uh, pants, pads that have taken the world by storm. What a great way to cock up the introduction, Lauren. <laughs> Pads. Uh, Lauren is a mum to four and stepmum to two, and is also a published author of the amazing book Filtered Free, which is fabulous if you haven't read it. Um, welcome, Lauren. Hey, babes. You okay? How are you doing? I'm all right. You know, <laughs> COVID. Hanging in there. <laughs> That's fine. Just trying to raise a family and run a business in the pandemic. So, yeah, it's all good here. Yeah, <laughs> not going slightly stir crazy or anything. <laughs> I didn't entirely lose my shit yesterday and threatened to punch my kid in the head at all. It was just a threat. I didn't follow it through. People calm down. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I think that encompasses where we're all at with things. Um, we were just saying, weren't we, beforehand that like what is time at the moment? days of the week mean nothing it's like the we're trapped in the middle between Christmas and New Year <laughs> just like some kind of weird vortex where there's just no rules anymore I mean we're living in joggers and this is the first day I put makeup on for about a month and that's only because I had such a shit day yesterday that I thought it might help to perk me up a bit <laughs> I mean we're going we're getting desperate now we're getting desperate <laughs> it's Groundhog Day today and that actually is my favourite film and I had no idea it would turn into a documentary. <laughs> right <laughs> without the really cute animal the really cute Groundhog yeah it's um it's weird isn't it I just yeah. keep saying to my husband like is this real what we're living it is like a bloody movie you know it's just yeah bizarre, bizarre. It's part of history. It really is um I'm sure we'll all look back on it and laugh at some point. <laughs> Right now, it feels, it feels like that. Once we've all uh, dealt with the PTSD, then we'll laugh. I'm just hanging on to the fact that when we had the Spanish flu, then we had the Roaring Twenties, and that apparently was amazing. So I'm just holding on to the fact that that is coming, and we're all going to have such an amazing decade of partying. Um, mm. that I hope we get to wear those clothes as well, because that was quite a, yeah. quite a cool era. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, so I am very up for that, for sure, this um so Lauren wear them out pads let's <laughs> make sure I put the d on and not a t <laughs> I mean easily confused there's so many on the market now it could be a it could be anything I'm selling couldn't it really but yeah we're, we're the pads variety yeah tell me how this all came to fruition do you know what I think of you, Gemma, every time I get asked this question, because every time I do a podcast or some kind of interview, it's always that question first. And I always say, my friend about six years ago told me what was in disposable pads, told me the effect that they could have on my body and also told me the environmental impact. And once you have that information, 
it's very hard to look away or to, yeah. to ignore it and to carry on wearing disposables. So begrudgingly, you dragged me kicking and screaming into the reusable world. And the pads that we were wearing, I was wearing back then, I never kind of resonated with me. It, it wasn't a brand I would have actively chosen to wear. There yeah. aren't any brands that I would actively choose to wear that that are, you know, a bit of me. Mm-hmm. And certainly not any brands that I feel I'd want to open the conversation with my friends with because they'd still have a bit of stigma attached to this whole, you know, like woo-woo, hippie, what I was trying to break. So I decided that I would bring out a brand that spoke to the whole audience that didn't even see them as a viable option because they hadn't been introduced to the idea or the concept even. And then I knew I had to make the product look like something that they would want to wear. So, um, yeah, that's where the idea came from was, you know, there's a whole group of people like me who don't necessarily want to go down that route with the brands that are available, but, you know, would be open to it if the messaging was correct and the brand looked cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally hear you. Like, that's, it's where I've kind of fallen into the world of, like, period health and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're very much, like, split between the very woo or the very medical side of it. And I'm kind of, I breached the gap uh, and I think, you know, with the comedy and stuff, it really helps to to bridge that. But yeah, otherwise you you do leave out a massive, well, most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you mainstream. Out, yeah, the total mainstream people who, who really need it. Mm. Um, but it, do you know what though, Gemma? I mean, in back in reference to what I just said, by the way, for the listeners, Gemma was that friend that dragged me kicking and screaming. because <laughs> I think I just said a friend, but it was you. Um, I think I've lost my train of thought there now, but yeah, I think there was definitely, it's the time is right. A lot of the reusable period products that are coming to market now are being aimed at Gen Z, are being aimed at the mainstream, mm-hmm. um, the marketing, the branding, the messaging, everything around that is is bringing a whole new light. And, you know, our pads, people share photos of not just our pads, but all reusable period products. They're sharing photos of them and getting excited about using them. Yeah. And that's that's what needed to happen to hit the masses, to be able to open conversation for people who previously wouldn't have even considered it as an option because it doesn't they doesn't resonate with them. They don't see that as them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's definitely way coming. Yeah, and it's such a massive shift. Like um it almost when I think when you reside in this world, it almost seems inconsequential, like when you're in sort of the sort of bubble that we're in. But actually, it's such a massive deal that mainstream have got on board with this because it's a right kick in the crotch to patriarchal views and systems and, you know, viewpoints that you have to use these certain products and period blood is blue and all of that kind of stuff like when you get the masses behind it like that's when like oh it gives me goosebumps it really starts to change stuff a hundred percent and it's exactly that we are having to undo everything that, that we've been inoculated with with the disposable market yeah. and you know our generation now have just gone blindly with what 
our carers told us to do when we got our periods right and we just never question it and because we've been using disposable so long there's that confidence attached with that specific product yeah everybody's fear is bleeding out in public because of the shame and stigma and to be fair I'm not stigmatized or or shameful about periods but I don't want to bleed out in public I don't want to have to deal with that you know it's okay that you don't have to be all in like I'm going to free bleed all over the shop I don't want to do that but but the fact that this conversation is being had and we're stocked in next online now and that that rewrites everything that we have learned about periods that's making people's ears prick up and it make it making them question the products that they're using and that is the way that it needs to be handled um by mainstream high street store saying we support this idea yeah and you know i'm so proud that we're the first reusable out there in 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 that arena that we've managed to break that arena it's changing so many things for so many people Oh, it's amazing, Lauren. I love, I absolutely love watching the timeline of your success with it because like it needed, it was like, like someone had, like it was popping the cherry on, on all of it. And uh, you've been such a pioneer in doing that. It's incredible. Um, It's really, it's really hard though, because we've done surveys from our customers and we had about 900 people respond to the survey and it takes from what we've learned four months from people seeing our product Mm. and convert into a customer there is so much um psychological work that needs to be tackled so much psychological work and that's the hardest thing you know someone could bring out a t-shirt just a slogan t-shirt there's no hard sell in that it's a t-shirt people need clothes put a whack on a great slogan or great picture they'll buy the fucking t-shirt but with this product there's so much tied up yeah in our, in our psychology that we've got to undo so much stuff is what I'm trying to say yeah and four months from buying seeing to buying is huge yeah and yeah. it's really fucks up our marketing as well because <laughs> we can't, we could put a discount code out and won't see any payback on it so we limited the rear the fierce collection the limited edition pads we let them out and we won't see any kickback for like four months from that product being released and it's a really, really strange market to be in, yep. to be honest. There's such oh, a I lag. I hear you completely, loud and clear. Like, yeah, that I, I know <laughs> inside out and back to front with uh, the work that I do. Like, mm. we're so entrenched in the message that it has, you know, periods have to hurt, for example, or uh, it, it, your product, um, like, reusable pads aren't going to work as well, or all of that kind of thing. Like you're saying, and the biggest question that I get asked about when I suggest to people to use your products and stuff is like, oh, will I leak? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. Yeah. You really will. It's not just like putting pieces of tissue paper in your pants. It is an actual pad. Um, but it, yeah, there's that layer of like seeing your blood, getting used to it, handling it, like washing it, um, that we're all really freaked out by. Whereas if you used like, a pad as a reusable wound dressing or whatever we probably wouldn't even bat an eyelid right. at it fling it in the wash and it would be fine right yeah you know that quote I saw a quote ages ago that has been playing on my mind and I cannot find where I saw it and I've even tried to google it but there is a quote about something that people are more disgusted by period blood than by serial killers yeah that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me it's like official quote and it was like shit actually do you know what we're all bloody perving over serial killers on Netflix 
Yeah. Left, right, and center. You can watch Dexter till the fucking day is long. For yeah. heaven forbid, you should deal with your own period blood. I mean, that is a mess. That's a state to be in. Right? <laughs> it really is. But actually, a lot of our customers message saying, actually, it's quite meditative washing out your period blood. And once you've done it the first couple of times, it, you, you get into a bit of a trance doing it. It's a bit weird. But even I feel like uh, initially, I was like, when you suggested it to me all those years back, and I was like, oh my God, Gemma. What is wrong with you? That is disgusting. Why would I do that? And look at me now. I'm encouraging other people to do the same. Yeah. I just think to myself, like, all them stem cells I'm washing down the loo or down the sink. Like, oh, you go into it. Make you make your plants grow. I've got uh, about five. Oh, no, orchids. Gemma, that's too far. No, <laughs> I've got five orchids in my bathroom. I tell you what, they bloom forever. No, I see. I, I've got limits, babes. I've got limits. Although I have heard that the spider plants love them as well. I just, some people empty their menstrual cups into their plants and stuff. And ooh, that's a step too far for me at the moment. But my, who, listen, never say never, right? Absolutely. I like finding your lines. <laughs> Where's Lauren's boundaries today? Yeah, let's push her out of that one. No, I've got enough on my plate, love. I'm homeschooling an eight-year-old. I've, I've, my boundaries are already reached. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't doubt that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's so interesting, and um, like, and I think also we don't know how ingrained and indoctrinated those messages are, um, and I think what also can be difficult, and I don't know if you find this too, is that you feel like with that sort of four month window of people um, seeing your products and then buying your products. Um, is that you're out in front leading this. So you can feel a little bit like there's no one around you or that it, it can get a bit lonely or isolating or you think, is anyone actually fucking listening here? Because it's like freaking crickets. Mm. Actually, you're so far out in front leading the like the uh, lantern for us all to follow. That actually, that's why, because we're all behind you, like catching up. Uh, and I think, I think sometimes that's, I definitely can feel that like you feel like you're um you haven't got any buddies around you but actually you have but you're just leading the way for people and like I mean it, it is amazing that you've got them in next that is just that's such a a game changer to just be able to see your pads in an online um like retail store is incredible yeah it is. And when they approached us, we were really early on. It was about May and we launched beginning of Feb. So it's our year anniversary this week. We're doing a whole week of celebrating. Although I haven't celebrated anything. I cried yesterday. Um, <laughs> but um, they approached us in about the May, I think. And we were like, shit, they don't know that we've just launched, do they? And they didn't. And we had to blag it and like just pray that they wouldn't go back on it. Um, it's a really big thing for us. We're also stopped. I love the little indie eco stores massive champions of all things reusable and periods which is brilliant I don't I don't know that I feel like I'm leading the way I don't like the idea that I'm leading the way I like the idea that um we're all I always talk about us all it nothing happens with one person you know it's a contribution from a lot of people yeah. not even just within the brand I've got a massive team with working with me and um it's, it's just the message is kind of secondary to the brand now because I've got to make some money, babes. <laughs> you know, this is not cheap to run. So no. I'm tied up between the empowering message and the running a business. But it's definitely not just I'm not the one out there. I don't feel like I'm the one out there 
given permission to other people I don't feel like that yeah I think you are though I think because it starts it was your idea and your idea to change it up like you're bringing that into fruition and those Mm. kind of things are really empowering um and inspiring to others for sure I you are such an inspiration to well me and loads of other people just like uh always mention you and like yeah Lauren's doing so well and she's doing this and like you are a massive inspiration so toot that horn it's weird on this side because on this side I'm like I'm just a swan babes do you know what I mean yeah. it's crazy under the water I'm gliding but fuck me behind the scenes it's uh yeah yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, paddling away for dear life. But thank you. I will take that. Thank you very much. You're very um, welcome. Oh, hey, they are good skills because that is exactly how it feels to be a nurse most of the time, actually. Uh, you're like walking around going, yeah, it's fine. And inside you're like, shit, 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 shit. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> are you not going back in then to do help out of this shit show? Um, well, I tried, but... Um, the powers that be have made it almost impossible to get my pin reinstated. So um, it's frustrating. I reckon the pandemic will probably be over by the time that's checked off. (laughs) Oh, it can't come quick enough. Cannot come quick enough. But I could go, I could go back and and start giving people the injection and the the vaccine. I do miss kind of giving people injections and stuff like that. I mean, it takes a special kind of person. That's for sure. (laughs) it's not something I would want to do oh yeah I do a a good wound Lauren I do miss a good wound don't see that enough anymore um but yeah that's just me Mm. and and my uh and my lockdown (laughs) talking about wounds straight away when you said that uh I pictured (laughs) what is it axe the axe wound my son Stan who's 24 who um he pretty much works in the business with me now. But um, when we set up and we were going for a branding name, you'd love this, Gemma. His suggestion was Gash Guzzlers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would fit the market that I was intended for. Um, but, you know, it's out there. Just I don't know where I came. Wound, axe wound, Gash Guzzler. That was my train of thought there. Brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And fair, like 10 out of 10 for effort, I say. I mean, I don't think you'd see it in next, would you? But <laughs> I really wish you would, though. I would be all over it. That would be me. I would have bought the Gash Guzzlers without a shadow of a doubt. I, I'll, I'll send you a pad over. I'll just scribble out the wear them out and write Gash Guzzler on it. There you go. Get your own little Gash Guzzler. <laughs> That's really made my day. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah, so you've got... um. I like the fierce range that you're running with the tigers on it. Nearly gone, mate. Almost yeah. out. Yeah. Almost out. Yeah. We launched them in November. I love the message behind it. It was a collaboration with um, Emily Brooks, who's a, just a fantastic illustrator. And I approached her and said, look, I want to do um, a limited edition collaboration pad. Um, and it was a bit of a ask because we were only about five months into business at that point. It was a huge financial investment for us but it's paid off for brand awareness and the message. So she drew, her message was that she was going to draw seven cats. I think there's seven on there. I don't think there is actually now thinking about it, but she's going to draw these big cats and each cat was going to represent a different mood in your period. And it's brilliant because you've got like a white tiger that's just chilling out and you've got a a yellow and black tiger that's like 
pouncing, angry. You've got the panther that's just mulling around, you know, he's going to get his carbs and all the different elements of your period. I just love that she brought that into the design and also the, the message that be fierce around your period. You know, we shouldn't be sold a period that we're going to be all bloody roller skating in the white hot pants and all looking lovely and da, da, da. that's not what it looks like it looks like all of these different personalities but the one thing that combines them all is that they're fucking fierce and you know it, it's that whole I can do everything you can do bleed, but I can do it bleeding kind of attitude like we are amazing to be able to just carry on in society like everybody else who knows who's bleeding at what time? You would never know because we're so fucking fierce. We just do it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the message was also be fierce around your menstrual products. You know, really empower yourself and educate yourself in the damage that's being caused by the disposables yeah. to your hormones, to your, your feminine health. And then be fierce around your responsibility to your environment. So all of those messages were combined into those, just those cats. And I just, it was such a great campaign. I yeah. loved doing it. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. And like you say, absolutely great messaging because there is, it, 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 I mean, it is the put the white jeans on, go, go rollerblading, almost kind of forget about your period. That's the messaging of that. And it's not about that. You don't, it's not about like forgetting that you've got your period. It's about owning that you have and being able to say to someone, oh, you know, I might be feeling like shit today because I've got my period mm -hmm. and not feeling like you're going to be like embarrassed to say that or whatever else. And like you say, also the impact on your health and the environment is huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're up there with taking about as long as nappies, aren't they, to break down? they can take up to 800 years yeah because it's it's because they're 90 percent when you take into account 90 percent single-use plastic mm. in one packet of sanitary towels is 14 carrier bags wow is that right or five no five carrier bags sorry to a pack of 14 a pack of 14 sanitary towels five carrier bags got that around the wrong way sorry yeah so those carrier bags take up to 800 years to decompose you're also sitting on that Yes. So you're, what I'd love to know, what's your word for uh, vagina, vulva and all of that? Have you got like a playful word? You must have the gash guzzler, the axe wound. What are you calling it? <laughs> flaps. Flat. Oh, yeah. You're flat. <laughs> right. So your poor flaps, your poor little highly absorbent, highly sensitive flaps are sitting on this carrier bag for seven days a week, up to seven days a week on beyond or before. Can't breathe. You know, you're literally strangulating your flaps. And um, and not just that, when you're throwing them away, they're either just sitting rotting on landfill, of which is 200,000 tonnes per year in the UK alone, or you're flushing them. Some people are still flushing them. 4.8 pieces of menstrual waste are being washed up per 100 metres of British beaches being cleaned at the moment, yeah. which tells us there's still a huge problem around flushing menstrual products. Yeah. And not just that, but I saw one out on a walk. I was out on a walk and um, there was just a disposable pad on the path. Now that could have been torn out of a bag by foxes that, you know, the rubbish had been put out before someone's dragged it out of a bag. Doesn't mean that people are just walking along the street and just drop, chucking their pads around, but they, they're being dragged out of rubbish maybe or whatever. Those are getting into the environment in another way. They may be being blown into the sea, but there is a massive problem the problem that's being caused to our waterways thames there are i haven't got the stats to, to mind but thames water done london assembly done a massive um, report on flushables 
in London, that's baby nappies and menstrual products. Mm -hmm. And Thames Water have got a massive, a lot of the money that you pay your water board is to clear out your water, your blockages. This is all being caused by these products. Mm -hmm. Earbuds, you know, face wipes, yeah. face wipes aren't flushables, earbuds aren't, all of those things are just sitting and building massive, great big lumps of waste yeah. that are then washed, being washed out to sea. Yeah. You know, and the animals are eating them and it's just, it's just a, the huge knock on effect. And I think because there's so many options now with cups, pants, pads, um, there's really no need for us to, to be part of that problem anymore. If we could just get our fucking head around it. And once you do, there's no going back. No. Oh God, no, there's no way that you'd ever, like ever want to use a disposable pad again once you've gone over to- Well, I, I went away to- London just between these two lockdowns just for a night in a hotel because you know crazy yeah. um and I was on my period as is always the way when I go away and I had sometimes I can't be bothered to take the reusables with me if I'm like I'm going away for a night I'm just going to be using like three disposables while I'm away I'll use the organic ones that that can degrade in like 12 to 18 months haven't got the chemicals in it yeah. I mean the issue with those ones is of course the energy to produce a disposable item. So the problem falls that side. Yeah. Cradle to grave people, it's always cradle to grave. Um, but I allow myself the odd time if I'm going away and I don't want to manage the reusables, then I'll just take those. But I leaked, yeah. I fucking leaked in London. I was having brunch in the shard for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? And I was so angry because I'm like, I've produced a period pad that just doesn't leak that doesn't ever fail me and stupidly I've gone for this which felt like a brick anyway because there's no chemicals in it yeah. um it's just this wad of cotton and it leaked so I'm not going to do it again it's just but it's it's some people don't want to go full-time and that's okay there's other options but really if you can get your hot on it, it it's just so much better you can get much more confidence in the reusable game oh totally I mean I've done exactly the same. I've done exactly the same and just thought, oh, I'll just go with it, like a disposable organic situation. Then it's leaked and then you're just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all at home. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I go full on in now. I don't go, I, that's what I use like all the way. Um, I can't be bothered with the chances of it leaking. No. And, you know, I've totally got over the whole sort of using them in public and, just if you have to rinse them out or whatever else if anyone sees me I'm just like and I <laughs> think like, this is how it rolls like mm -hmm. it, it's not filthy or disgusting or shaming or anything it's my blood and I'm on my period and this is how I'm dealing with it so jog on it's um, so interesting how people like I get a lot of customers obviously the bit one of the biggest issues they've got is washing them like how to wash them and you'd think that they're handling something that's like made of ice or something because it's so fragile, this this pad. And they've got this such massive disassociation with bleeding onto a reusable product, mm. pad or pants, to having leaking out in your jeans. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the washing process is basically the same, you yeah. know. And I do go back and I, how do you... If, if, you, if you've leaked into your jeans or your bedding or your pants or whatever, what are you doing with that product? These are still just fabric. It's still just fabrics. It can still work the same way. The only thing is no fabric softener. That's no, that's pointless because it, it creates a waxy coat over, as you well know, a waxy coat over and stops absorbency. But other than that, you're talking about a piece of material that you've bled on. Yeah. People are just like, I don't, I don't know what to do with it. You know, <laughs> like, just watch, it, watch it, babes. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. And 
and also I think people think it's unhygienic or like it's going to contaminate everything else in the wash and you know and the shame of that is how much like it all comes back to that whole idea that we think it's dirty we think it's disgusting we think it's terrible like even if you don't think you think that that's what you're thinking by yeah. asking those questions exactly but then we've grown up with um the sanitary bins in toilets what does it say uh, on them what does it say on them what's the actual like toxic waste basically isn't it, well, it is. I can't remember the actual terminology for those sanitary bins, but it is. I mean, here where I work in my office, right, we've got obviously communal toilets. It's an office block. So there's other people around. We've got communal toilets. There's a sign behind the toilet. I'll have to take a photo of it, Gemma, and send it to you. It says, please do not flush. And, oh, God, I can't remember the wording, but it's the most disgusting wording to make you feel like an absolute piece of shit for having a period. Mm. I mean, the guy that owns, it's an old farm and the, the guy that owns it is like 102, God love him. And he probably wrote the sign fucking 30 years ago. But it, it's it was something that is so derogatory. Yeah. I wish if I could you must bleed, don't chuck it down the toilet or something. It wasn't like even reference to periods. Oh, right. Nice. <laughs> it wasn't even a reference to periods. It was basically saying don't flush a period product, but they, there was no reference to periods. Yeah. And then you just got this bin sitting there rotting away with, toxic don't touch you know that's that's what we've just bought into yeah so yeah. it makes sense that we feel that oh, way totally because it's all gone into our subconscious unconscious mind and so even when you think like it happens to me like even when you think you're totally cool with it there'll be a thought that bubbles up into your head and you're like oh hang on where's mm. that come from yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. interesting yeah it really <laughs> um, is yeah uh, so like you say, and, and how you felt about it when you were first introduced to them to where you are now, like it takes time. And so, I mean, that's why it's so amazing because we're now helping the next generation to be like completely okay with it and not even bat an eyelid. And, and not how are you, how are you finding standing on stage, just talking about periods to an audience <laughs> full of all kinds? <laughs> that's my happy place. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to be a fly on the wall and just watch the audience's reactions. <laughs> the audience reaction generally is very much like going to your doctor uh, and saying, excuse me, I've got period problems. They're all like, oh, here she goes, talking about her vagina and periods because that's all women can do. <laughs> very much like that. But, um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> no. I've got the mic and I've got the spotlight and you're just going to have to buckle up and listen. <laughs> you get a lot of hecklers um not too many I mean it's weird doing it online uh like all my gigs and stuff have gone on to zoom so um I had my first solo show last Friday um that I had written and um did myself which was amazing and that's one of the plus points of of where we're at now because like I, I've been able to do it from home I didn't have to hire anywhere you know all of that kind of thing it was it, I had people tuning in from America so that wouldn't have happened if I was doing it in London <laughs> oh, so you can got a much bigger reach yeah that's amazing yeah so um, oh, cool yeah I love it I think it's it's that sometimes you feel like uncomfortable a little bit like oh I'm gonna have to say these things out loud but actually it's so important to say those things out loud because everyone's thinking the same thing. Mm. And if you don't, like that's why you're the, the torch and the, the inspiration because you're prepared to get in the arena and get kicked about the place. Mm -hmm. 
yeah because you know it's worth that to say and and help others feel better about it Mm -hmm. um and not persist with the 40 year old having to hide stuff up her sleeve when she goes to the toilet because she feels so embarrassed about you know period products Mm -hmm. I mean there's nothing you don't have to get your period pants out your bag and whiz them around your head and be like hey everyone I'm just about to go to the loo but Mm -hmm. it shouldn't feel so horrific that if you drop a tampon on the floor that you're going to get sacked and that's the kind of spectrum you're working on really Mm -hmm. I remember handing a a doctor a tampon once instead of a pen um (laughs) (laughs) oh it was very funny um I'm sure I've shared that with my listeners before but yeah they were more embarrassed than I was but I just say mm. oh you're not gonna be able to write with that are you let's let's just the thing I wonder if half our problems are not wanting other people to feel uncomfortable mm. maybe that's 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 also part of this whole bloody messed up state we're in with periods is like oh I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or make them think something of me and uh, it's just yeah I think it's time I think it's time to um once I've got a Gemma you'd love this once I went to a networking meeting and this old duffer was there and I can't even remember what his job was why he was there and um he said to me he was like oh what do you do then so I said oh hold on to your hats I said uh I make reusable period pads and he just kind of stared at me and he just went um oh I don't think we need those rammed down our throats do we I said yeah I don't really like the the Viagra adverts rammed down my throat either but we all have to endure don't we and he just sort of like was like what because I just thought how fucking dare you you'd be the first one you know that adverts on you'd be championing it yeah well I'm sorry but you know there's a place for everything that did shut up that's what my like question is. Oh, we don't need that ram down our throat. Well, all right, then we won't know anything about it and we'll just free bleed everywhere, shall we? So just get up and there'll be no, we'll just all over the place. <laughs> we'll just stick with the disposables because that's what we've been told to do. And we're good little girls. So, you know, we don't need to disturb anyone. Just carry on with what we've always done, regardless of the fact that it's playing havoc with our health and our planet. That's all right. As long as he's got his Viagra prescription, we're all good to go. It's yeah, just like, oh, exactly. come on now. Yeah. <laughs> honestly uh, yes I uh I was at a network me- meeting a uh, long time ago now and something similar happened I sat around a table all men um and they were just being really like derogatory and and misogynistic but in a that really underhand way that you can't anyway it just kept rolling on and on and then one of them said the immortal words of oh you just can't do anything as a white um, middle-class male, you know, you're the most unrepresented part of the like world. And at that point I snapped. (laughs) Yeah, really. Hit my hands on the table and I was like, Oh my God, there's so much male privilege around this table. I can't fucking breathe. (laughs) Yeah, Nice. Nice. And what was really interesting was uh, like a load more people joined later on. um, And the guy that was running it wouldn't let me talk like he obviously I'd annoyed him so he completely cut me out of trying to to speak but people kept asking me what I what I did so I would be telling them and inadvertently there was quite a few women there we all started talking about our periods and perimenopause and how amazing my work was and I was laughing so hard inside because I'm like mate you can't stop this shit yeah yeah (laughs) exactly it's Can't actually stop it. <laughs> no 
God, what a stay in 2021. Yeah, I know. Even happens. Well, it's surprising. And, you know, but every time you sort of stand up and say stuff about that and against it, like you're making a stand for it and changing people's viewpoints one way or the other. So, um, but needless to say, I left that networking group. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I wouldn't go to any ones that had men there just because they don't, it, it, if I'm paying for a ticket to try and influence people, I'm wasting half my money on them. Yeah. <laughs> because they're not going to be interested. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh, imagine a day when you can actually be in the same room as human beings. Oh, I know. Bring it on. <laughs> I don't know if I know how to interact with them. I'll probably be like walking up to them, like touching their faces going, what, is this real? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be very surreal. I saw a post on the gram this morning from Kerry Jarvis and it was, um, I can't remember who the celebrity was, but she had like just a fur coat on and nothing on underneath. And it was like, uh, once we can get to mingle again, this is how I might go out because I've completely forgotten how to get dressed. (laughs) just joggers all the way pajamas from three yeah uh i do quite like that though um mm. so i always end uh my chats with uh, my guests asking about any weird or wonderful strange funny period stories that you may have um to share with our listeners <laughs> i don't know if there's any is it funny period stories I mean, the gush is always quite funny, isn't it? Not at the time, obviously. When you just, I remember standing at a queue and um, being queue. Sorry, there's someone in the office behind me now. Um, and just feeling the gush. And you know, when you have that and you've got a look, it was like a bit like Mission Impossible. I'm standing in the queue at being queues, waiting to buy whatever my pot plant or whatever crap I was buying, and standing there thinking, willing the queue to hurry up and move because I can feel that it's going to go and then you just the gush and you're scouting out the whole place like are there even toilets in B&Q and it was like I could hear the Mission Impossible tune however it goes in my head and I see a door that says customer toilets but it's fucking miles away yeah. and I'm I'm gushing blood like I've just started a tsunami in my pants and I'm I've got aware of the people in the queue behind me but I've got to make it from the queue here and get out of the queue as well why am I leaving the queue to then have them all watch me (laughs) going to find this little door over there miles away with just blood pouring out behind me it's just the imagery you get in your own head isn't it and then when you get to the toilet actually it wasn't really any that big a deal it was just (laughs) it was just a trip I mean you feel like you're just bleeding out but you get there and you've got all this panic on and all this whole drama that you've built up in your head. And actually it, it wasn't much at all. I mean, it's funny, not funny, but relatable probably for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You feel like you've walked across the shop floor and you've left like bloody footprints and like splodges <laughs> behind you. <laughs> I mean, the fear. And then I had to go back to work. It was a really bad period. And that was on my lunch break. And then I went back to work. This was years and years ago. And I was sitting, I had to go into Tesco's actually and change, before I got to B&Q, I had to go to Tesco's, change, buy trousers and pants because I had bled out. Yeah. Really bad period. And then um, done the B&Q thing, got back to the office, changed all everything, sat down at my office chair, 10 minutes later stood up and it was blood on my office chair. Oh, nightmare. oh, I mean, we just have to navigate these things, don't we? Not anymore yeah. now, we've got a kick-ass reusable pad, of course, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> When I was using those shitty disposables, it just pissed blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was um, when I get my period, I always chuck a towel under like under the sheet where um, I sleep because I usually quite heavy at night. And um, 
Mark was in bed and I said to him, oh, the, you know, the perils of being a woman. I said, I bet you're glad you don't have periods. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, multiple orgasms. That makes up for it. <laughs> you can't have those. So I'll take a period any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, what they give with one hand. <laughs> um, that did remind me, actually, it's probably for another conversation because you're wrapping this up now. But I did, I've had a couple of emails, one where she said that her ex wouldn't allow their daughter to wear reusables because he thought they were disgusting that was a good conversation yeah and then another one who has said that her husband won't allow them in the house or something there's still a lot of that going on which is I sent them the link to woman's voices uh detox the box um all the findings on the menstrual products that they've tested and all the chemicals and said send him this link and see if he's okay with his daughter wearing those then yeah <laughs> they might affect the fertility and all that anyway i just thought that was interesting okay just yeah, it's really really so much conversation uh, to be had yeah that's definitely we could do another podcast on that one but, but i uh, love that your husband's just so open to that conversation you know <laughs> well, mine is kind of like a baptism of fire to be honest because yeah like you can't i'm not prepared to hide it and like it's just what it is mm. i mean when, with having endo you get pretty heavy periods so it, it's often i've woken up looking like um, a crime scene and I'm like morning like, like out of bed we've got to do the sheets um, like everything you know it's just how it is but um yeah I was reading a post actually the other day of um she was an, a woman in her, her 50s I suppose uh and she had said um oh I my husband gets um so much he, he I can't use reusable products because if he sees blood in the bottom of the toilet like he really gets freaked out and he'll tell me off and uh I'm just like holy mother of shit I bet he wants to have sex with you and will you know jizz off quite happily inside you but you can't leave a very natural and probably on you as well to be yeah, fair exactly. <laughs> like leave his mess behind yeah exactly <laughs> I'm just like what I have no I mean I felt for her I felt mm-hmm. like I didn't want to say anything to make her feel worse, but I'm like, let me have a chat with your husband. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? It's bizarre. Yeah, really bizarre. But um, yeah, very interesting. And thanks for that link. Uh, actually, if you can send it over to me, I'll chuck it in the... Um... Oh, Woman's Voices. It's always my go-to. They took apart an always pad. Uh, and, and they've got really up-to-date, and not just that, but worldwide, in which countries, what pads have what chemicals in them and the in the UK there's up to 3,000 they were saying up to 3,000 toxic chemicals and there's no legislation to put it on the packet so we don't even have access to this information but they talk in there about all the endocrine system and all the effects that it can have it's it's really easy to digest um thing I'll send you the link yeah thanks I'll chuck it in the show notes um so people can have a look yeah um yeah it um, if, yeah it's just like everything Fray. I mean they put fragrance in them now and fragrance itself can ho- host about 3,000 different chemicals well, they test those as well they've tested feminine washes they test everything um feminine care products is what they're testing I done a live the other day and I said until I see some kind of like fragrance cock wash I'm yeah. not fucking interested <laughs> where is the willy, willy wash ball scrub you know all that yeah. kind of like willy wipes where is that? The female exactly. hygiene aisle just does yeah. my head in. Yeah. I'm like, what oh, message is it given? You stink, you stink, you stink, you're dirty, you stink. I mean, come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Stink right. because I'm using all this shit on my flaps. That's why. And then, you know, rates of like thrush and BV and everything go through the roof because 
we're actually like taking away all our good bacteria and keeping ourselves too clean like yeah. you've ugh, so God. dangerous yeah yeah <laughs> god another episode we've got racked up there oh, no. <laughs> can open worms everywhere <laughs> For sure. So true. I would love to have another episode with you, Lauren, and chat about that because, um, yeah, I could chat to you every week about different things. It would be ace. Um, mm-hmm. So, so much to cover. But I will stick all of your links and everything uh, in the show notes so people can go and find your um, wonderful pads and uh, everything else that we've chatted about. But, um, yeah, if you're on the fence, don't wait the four months. Get involved now. <laughs> Definitely. I think we've got like 98.3% of that survey, 900 people said they wish they'd made the switch sooner. So that, that tells you all you need to know. Totally. I mean, honest to God, right. When I changed my period pads, that's why I was so passionate because once I changed that, it was the first time in my entire life that my cycle evened out and was like 26 days every like month. And I dropped the amount of pain that I had like that just by taking those awful fanny cushions out of the way and replacing them with like duck gown duck down duvets you know (laughs) luxury in your pants yeah and not sweaty or sticky or stinky none of that it was lovely um Mm. and as you know it was a woman with as much guff and stuff in her uterus as she could possibly get that is a massive deal like mm. to drop those two things from just changing one product is huge so mm. yeah don't wait the four months get involved now go right once you finish listening to this log on wear them out pads put your order in <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> all right my love it's been absolutely wonderful chatting to you lauren thank you so much thank you my darling bye, bye. thanks for tuning in if you loved it feel free to leave a comment and give us a follow You can find more information on my website, thewellwomanproject.com or come find me on the grid on Insta or on my Facebook page. You can also drop me an email, gemma at thewellwomanproject.com. Any information we've shared today will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Big love, Gem.